Okay, welcome back. This is the Salty Community. Um, We are back for our second podcast. This is a community that is dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. In this community, we emphasize the the foundation of scripture and truth, and we give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with God. It's our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each and every person listening. We do this through small group, through podcasts, through Facebook Live, um, and all of those things benefit us because we get to learn from each other. Um, This group is a very, very safe place. The Salty Community is a safe place for you to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. So let's get started. Deanna? Okay, so we're going to jump into what is our very first class in what we call Groundwork 1.0. It is at the very beginning of of everything. Um, And at the very beginning of everything is God. And He creates this planet Earth, and He has this garden where He sits Adam and Eve. First, He sits Adam and says, you know what? It's not good for man to be alone. We were not created to do life alone. So he gives him Eve. And they have this time in the garden, and we don't know exactly how much time, but we know they have time in the garden where they come to a place where not only are they in relationship with each other, but they are in relationship with God. He walks with them in the cool of the evening, it says. They were used to having him around. And so, and we know that they were used to having him around because in Genesis 3, when sin enters the picture, when they become disobedient and they choose their way over God's way, they hide from God and they hide from him. And we know that they were expecting him or they wouldn't have hidden. So sin enters the picture. What happens then, Colleen? Yes. Okay. So what happens is after after sin separates them, God just wants to be back in relationship with with his people. And he has this whole plan, right? And he just, as time goes, he just gets closer and closer and closer to his people. So let me kind of give you an illustration to help you understand this. So if you can picture a funnel in your mind, and a funnel is wide at the top, and, and it just gets, you know, narrower and narrower at the until you get to the bottom. So in Genesis... God is, before he creates the world, the spirit is just hovering over, over the darkness, right? And then um, what happens is Moses is, everybody, all the Israelites are uh, in the wilderness, wandering around in the wilderness, and you see God go from hovering over the darkness to um, he is in cloud by day and fire by night, just over his people. So as you can see, he's already getting closer to his people. And then what he does is he tells um, them to build a temple, right? So that he can be in that temple and his presence can be there. And then they can go to the temple um, and be with him there. Um, and then Jesus comes on the picture, comes into the picture. And God in the flesh as Jesus walks on earth. So now he is actually on earth with humankind, with us. 
Um, as you can see, he just gets closer and closer and closer to his creation. And oh my gosh, Jesus says to his disciples, um, it is better that I go so that I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit, and he will dwell within you and commune with you every day. He lives inside of us, guys. So from the beginning, all the way until right now today, He has just gotten closer and closer and closer to his creation so that he can be in relationship with us. Isn't that the bomb.com? That is (laughs) awesome. Yeah. So while Jesus was here um, doing his ministry, he could have done this anyway. He could have shown up as a king. He could have shown up as a politician. He could have shown up even in any time period. Can you imagine him with his own Facebook page um, trying to get people to follow him? But instead, he, he comes in, he comes in poor. Mm. He comes in um, into a small village and he calls followers to himself and he has relationship with them. He does life with them for three Years, these same twelve guys, plus some others that are that are following along in that crowd, but specifically these twelve guys, and even more specifically, he calls three to, that you can see. You know, Peter, James, and John are even a little closer to him. So, by his ministry and how he chooses to do life and how he chooses to do ministry, he puts even more importance on the fact that he is here for relationship. That we grow. Through relationship, we grow through having relationship with him, and we grow through having relationship with each other that is founded on him. So relationship was at the heart of Jesus's ministry. It's how he did ministry, and it's how he taught his people to do ministry. And when he's ready to leave, when he is ready to ascend back to heaven, he tells his followers to go into all the world and make disciples. Well, discipleship is done through relationship. It's not a formula. It's none of those things. It's go and make disciples, find people to do life with and Mm -hmm. teach them about me and then let them teach people about me. And then it just, that's how he changed the world. Mm -hmm. He changed the world through relationships. Um, I think sometimes we get it kind of upside down in our head and we think that what he said was go into all the world and make churches. Mm. And it's not what he said. He said, make disciples. He was looking for us. And guess what? Those disciples come together and create church. That's how he, that's how it worked. That's how Paul did it. That's how Peter did it. That's how it was originally done. You become a community as you grow together in discipleship, being discipled by Christ, and then also being in relationship where people are discipling you and you are discipling other people. It is this continual relationship that was always the plan. So once he left and the Holy Spirit comes in, like Colleen was saying, the Holy Spirit enables us to hear God's voice. It enables us to see him. It enables us to to have relationship. We can still be in an interactive relationship with Jesus, even though his feet are not here on the earth Mm. because he lives inside of us. That's really good, Deanna. 
Mm, that's super, super good. So um, let me remind you that the Salty community is very, it's foundational in relationship, right? Um, we want you to be able to see into this spiritual realm that you're going to find out about in our next podcast. Um, and we want you to open your spiritual ears. Uh, Jesus says that so many times in his gospels. If you have ears to hear, hear I, let them hear, right? Um, but... Everything that we do here in the Salty community is based on the foundation of Scripture. So with that being said, guys, if you're listening and you want to be able to see and hear the Lord, you have absolutely 100% have to be in your Bible because that's how he that's how we get to know God. If you go to John in the very first chapter, it says that... The word became flesh and dwelt among men. What John is saying there is that Jesus is the word. So when you approach Jesus for an experience and a relationship, we can only do that through the foundation of scripture. There's so many scriptures that say, um, the uh, Hebrews tells us that the word is alive and active. Um, Second Timothy tells us that every scripture is, help me out, Deanna. God breathes. Every God scripture breathes. is God breathes. Yes. And useful and, and needed. Useful. Yes. And just to let you know, Deanna mentors me. She is my mentor. So I will be leaning on her wisdom as we uh, do our podcast. But we just have to be in our Bibles. So this is what we recommend for this class. We recommend that you pick a gospel. Um, and stay in the gospel as we um, give you the information so that you get to know Jesus, how he walked on earth, what he did, how he interacted with people. Um, The more you know about him from knowledge, the better your own personal relationship with him is going to be. Just like I know Deanna, right? When our relationship started, I didn't know her very well. But the more time I spent with her, the better I got to know her. So spending time with God is spending time in your Bible. Yeah. Yes. So get in a gospel. So I'll let you kind of describe what gospel they should be in. Yes. So if you are (laughs) brand new to scripture and you're saying, what do you mean be in a gospel? What does that mean? We're going to break that down. So there is the Old Testament and that goes from Genesis And you have the first five books, which are history, and then you have some more history and um, prophets and Psalms and all these things. But when you get to the New Testament, it starts with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those first four books are what we call the gospel or the good news books. Those are the books that tell the story of Jesus. They tell the story of his time here on earth. Um, And they're told, though, from four very, very different perspectives, um, which makes choosing which one to start with, um, it can be challenging. You could say, oh, let's just go in order, which you absolutely can. Or you can get to know the author of each of those gospels and choose which one fits where you're at right now. Um, I'm going to go a little out of order. If you are brand new to scripture, if everything that we're saying right now is still is so brand new to you and you have not ever spent time in God's word, maybe you're so very new um, that opening a Bible is new. Maybe you have to go out and buy a Bible. Um, I'm going to recommend that you start with the gospel of Mark. It's only 16 chapters long. Um, Mark We're not 100% sure exactly who he is, but we do know some things about him. We know he was a Jew, um, which was what Jesus was. Um, We also know that he spent time with Peter, and we know that he spent time with Paul, who we meet in the book of Acts. 
which was a follower of Christ and a big part of starting um, the new church. So Mark's gospel moves really fast. He likes to say, and then this happened, and then this happened, and immediately after that, this happened. He talks, if you, if he was talking to us, he would be talking really fast. Um, I like Mark because he tells a really quick story. Um, like I said, it's only 16 chapters. He gets it told the fastest. He also gives us details that aren't in any of the other gospels. It was also the first one written. It was the first one that got passed around. And that was the reason they wrote these things. They wanted people to know about Jesus who may not have encountered him in person. And so they wrote the story of his life and then they just passed it around. And so Mark's gospel is a great place to start. It's the basic story. You get all the details uh, of the beginning of his ministry. It just, it's a good place to start. So then you have Matthew and Luke. Matthew was written by a Jew as well, but this one, Matthew was actually one of Jesus's 12 apostles. He followed Jesus. He got to see all the things firsthand. So you need to understand when you're reading Matthew, you are getting a firsthand account. This is exactly what happened because he was there when everything was happening. Um, as Colleen said, all scripture is God breathed. Um, so he, (laughs) so he helped, um, the Holy spirit absolutely oversaw the writing of all of these gospels. Um, but Matthew was on the scene with Jesus. He went to all the places. He's also very much a Jew. And so in his gospel, he points back to the old Testament a lot. He is going to point to the prophecies that told of Jesus coming and the different things about his ministry. So Matthew tells it from a Jewish perspective and um, gives us some of that direction when he writes. Now, Luke is not even a Jew. He did not know Jesus at all. He um, was actually, he followed the Apostle Paul, and he wrote his account. He went and researched. A lot of people believe he actually talked to Mary, Jesus's mother, because he's got stories in his Christmas story, his accounts, that no one else has. So we really believe, um, scholars and stuff believe, that he probably got to talk to Mary. He researched his. He talked to a ton of people because he was putting this all together to send to a friend to tell them about Jesus. So Luke is a doctor. He tells a lot of stories. He gives us a lot of information about Jesus's healing um, that would have interested him. But he also gives a very precise and accurate and well-written account of Jesus's ministry. So Matthew and Luke are great places to start if you're not necessarily brand new to scripture, but you don't want to jump into the deep end just yet. You kind of want to wait out there. Now, John, which is the final gospel, is also written by a follower of Jesus who was a Jew, but he was actually part of that inner three, that Peter, James, and John that were the closest to Jesus. This is that John. He was the youngest apostle. Um, He actually was also the apostle that lived the longest um, afterwards. His gospel is the last one written. It has a whole lot of Jesus's teachings. It is also the gospel where you find all the I am statements of Jesus. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the light. He tells all of those are in John. John speaks very figuratively, and he does not always explain himself. So when you read the book of John, it's helpful to already have in your knowledge level the the information and the accounts from the other gospels so that you have something to kind of lean into as you're trying to discern what John is trying to tell us about Jesus. Because each of these writers, in their own way, is wanting people to see 
how great the news is that Jesus came, mm-hmm. like what he brought for us and what is so good in these gospels. So pick one and stick with it and read a couple of chapters a day, maybe read three or four chapters a day. They're not terribly long. Um, and just read with a sensitivity, asking the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but also read it in such a way that it was like a letter written to you by one of these guys who wants you to fall in love with Jesus like they have fallen in love with Jesus. Yes. Very good. Okay. So you've got that. You know what we want you to do when you're not with us um, before the next podcast. But... Salty community is not just a Bible study. Mm-hmm. While we absolutely, and I hope we've made our point so clear that <laughs> everything has to be built on the foundation of Scripture because we know that that is truth and it keeps us from being deceived, it's very easy to lie to someone if they don't know what the truth is. So it is so important to know truth. It's so important to know how Jesus speaks and how God speaks to us and the things that they would say and the things that they wouldn't say. But salty is not just a Bible study. It is also it is training and it is teaching that allows you to experience God because he is supernatural and he made us. We are made in his image. And guess what? We are supernatural. So we have the ability when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us to be in relationship an interactive relationship with both God and Jesus. And we're going to build on that over the next eight or nine podcast, helping you actually have relationship. I'm not just going to sit here and tell you, you need a relationship with Jesus. You need a relationship with God. I'm going to tell you how to get one. I'm going to show you how to get one. Okay. So I want to speak here from, from like, from being the person that's been through this class and Deanna wrote this class and I've been with Deanna for five or six years. I think we talked in the first podcast about how we met. Um, But I just want to say that this is so important for your relationship. I remember sitting in a Bible study with Deanna and her saying, hey, we're going to listen for God and me thinking that, oh my gosh, this is nuts, right? Um, But the interactive piece, why this is not just a Bible study, um, to her point, um, is that we get to see God and we get to um, interact with Jesus in a way that I had never thought was possible until I had actually sat down and do and, and done it. So why, I want you to be super excited and expectant as to what God's going to do for your relationship with Him because this is not just learning Scripture. This is putting relationship and Scripture all into one and Him doing what only He can do. Yes. So Colleen thought I was crazy, which we did talk about in the first podcast, but she came to find out that it's not crazy. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And so I guess in that way, it may feel crazy because it is so incredible to know that the God of the universe wants to talk to us. He wants to speak with us. He wants us to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. He is a God who speaks. Um, So... We will have classes that are specifically, or podcasts that are specifically pointed to helping open ears, and it's specifically pointed to helping 
exercise your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes. Mm-hmm. We'll do that very intentionally. But every single class, even this very beginning one, we will have this time, which we're fixing to do, where we listen for God. And the way we do that is I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to give you a little bit of space um, where we'll just be quiet and you'll listen um, for what God has to say to the answer to that. In the beginning, you may go, I'm not hearing a thing. And that's okay. But as you get into scripture, you're going to start to recognize his voice better and you will be able to hear. Um, A couple of things I'm just going to give you super fast. God doesn't yell at you. God doesn't condemn you. He's not going to be harsh or hateful. Um, That is not who he is. He may at some point come to a place where your relationship has grown and he may convict you. He may get onto you as a father would to a child, but it is still sweet and it is still done 100% in love because God is love. So we're going to practice this. Again, don't panic if the first time is hard. (laughs) We're just going to listen for two questions. I'm going to ask the first one. I'm going to give us a little bit of space. I'm going to ask Colleen what she heard as her answer, and I'm going to tell you what God gave me as the answer for my question, and then we'll move on to the second question. It'll be that easy. But before we get started, I'm going to pray um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, we all know that in our own minds, Your mind right now may be spinning, like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? What's she going to say? How am I going to know it's God's voice? Okay, we've got to quiet all of those voices that are happening in our own heads. Also, we have an enemy who would love to steal from this time, and we don't want that to happen. So we're also going to take some time to silence the enemy so that he can't steal from us. So those are going to be the things of our prayer. And after I pray, then we're going to listen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come to you right now. Um, as part of this podcast, um, Lord, I just want to ask that as this gets published and as people begin to listen, that you meet them right where they're at. Mm-hmm. And Lord, in that space, I pray that you will just quiet the voices in their heads and in our heads so that we can settle in and rest in you. We want to hear what you have to say. So please quiet any anxiety or confusion. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just pray for your peace to envelop us. And Lord, in your mercy, I pray that you allow us to hear you clearly. Mm-hmm. And Father, I also, because you have given us authority in Jesus, enemy, I tell you by the name of Jesus Christ, by his blood, you are silenced. You may not speak here. You and all of yours have been bound and gagged and you have no place in this time. You may not interrupt and you may not distract. In the name of Jesus, you are silenced. And Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. I trust you Mm -hmm. with this ministry, and I trust you with this time. We ask all this in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. What is one word that God uses to describe you? What is one word that God uses to describe you? Colleen, what did you hear? Faithful. I heard diligent. (laughs) Okay, so that wasn't so painful. We're going to do the second question. Who does God want you to reach out to this week? Who does God want you to reach out to this week?
Okay, so this particular question is typically the easiest question that is asked. The reason is, is because it's not about you. So it's usually easy to hear for someone else. The first question that we just went through, a word that describes you, that God uses to describe you, sometimes can be hard to hear because we think, Maybe you, maybe you heard beautiful, or maybe you heard mine, or chosen, mm-hmm. or some of these other things. I've heard content and um, precious. Maybe those are some of the words you heard. And sometimes we don't think of ourselves the way God does. But that's why it's so important to hear how He describes us, mm-hmm. because His way is truth. His words are truth. The enemy would love for us to believe we're less than who God says we are. That's right. So. The second question, when God is asking you to reach out to someone, um, it's not so much about you, unless it's somebody you just don't want to reach out to. But what I want to encourage you here, um, we want to be faithful. We don't want to be just listeners of the word. We want to also be doers. Mm -hmm. So if God asks you to reach out to somebody this week, I'm just going to encourage you to find out how he wants you to, or just what idea popped into your head. How are you to reach out to them? And be faithful in that space, because the more we obey when he tells us something, the more he's going to tell us. So I'm just going to encourage you to reach out to that person and get to know them, or reach out to them and be a blessing to them. Whichever thing it's supposed to be, that's just what I'm going to encourage you to do. So hopefully you were able to hear something. If you weren't, then tune in again, because like I said, we're going to keep having exercises that build the muscles of our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears. And um, by the time we're finished with the first series of podcasts, our prayer is, Mm -hmm. and I know it's God's desire, is that you are a little bit more strengthened in your personal relationship with Jesus and your personal relationship with God. Um, We look forward um, to spending time with you. We look (laughs) forward to sharing with you. We're excited about what God is going to do with this. So until next time, hopefully spend some time in your word and be faithful to what God has said. We love you guys.